0: What's up everyone? This is the Bumcast. I am your host, HBIC, the head bum in charge, along with Baloney and the Southside Bum. And we are back for another miserable socks talk edition of the Bumcast. But yeah, bad week. Bad week. I'm already were, upset. I was
1: I was so excited going into this week talking about like now is when we go and we're gonna make some, you know, now we we make our run. And they got the Orioles. And the Orioles aren't a very good team, and that's where you got to take advantage. And we just got outworked. I mean, everything about it, top to bottom, the Orioles kicked the White Sox ass, and now we're just yep. back to back to gloom and doom.
0: Yep. But, anyways, um, besides that, I hope you guys had a great weekend. Um, very, very long for me, especially with uh, sitting at that game on Saturday, waiting out the rain delay. It uh, was- go ahead. Got some bobbleheads, which oh, yeah. so I, mean, I, guess we'll, I guess we'll start off the show with, uh yes, Johnny was there. He was doing Fancy Pants Club level. I was in Fancy Pants Stadium Club in the rain, so that all worked out for everyone. But yeah, I guess we'll start off with some good news. We were able to secure some bobbleheads, and we will be giving away an extra Eloy and Luba bobblehead starting tomorrow morning. <laughs> so if you follow us on Twitter, make sure you, you know, same rules, follow us, like, retweet, and... You'll be you'll be in the hopper to win the Eloy Luba bobblehead, and I hope I got the the one I got for myself. Pretty sweet. It's pretty pretty big
1: bobblehead too. It seemed Um, like it was making waves around Saturday. Everybody was posting theirs, and everybody was excited about it. For a second, I was going to ask you, were you guys worried? I guess the bobblehead saved you because were you guys worried that you were going to get jerried and and like you're going to spend your concessions, and then they're going to call the game? I'm like, man, if
0: that happens. Jason's gonna blow his load. but but that's that's what he always does. Even if that game you know, even if that game wasn't gonna be called and they knew it was gonna be because the game was delayed 90 minutes, right? So they open up the gates normally on time, knowing damn well the game was gonna be pushed back. So they get that extra ninety minutes of concession money. Yeah, get that concession. Typical money. Jerry with his his scumbag moves. But and the on the flip side of that, I didn't want to stand out in the rain any longer. So I was like, open up. For me, it was like, open up the gates early. Don't let your fans stand in the rain. You fucking ignorant prick. But you know that sock have to stick to their rules of ninety minutes before first pitch. No matter if it's tornadoing outside, you still want to. They're still going to make you stand out in the stand out in the bad weather. But
2: I I will say one thing though. Um, For the people who do, and I'm I'm one of them because I arrived there at eleven twenty. I feel like even if you still get there like at a certain time, you could still get those bobbleheads. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, the rain could have caused people to like just to kind of like turn back and just didn't want to go there, uh, especially that there was a 90 minute delay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But um I mean, remember Jason, when we were tailgating and we thought we were gonna get anything and all of a sudden we did end up getting bobbleheads and it was just like an hour that we yeah, it passed Tim, and people were Anderson. getting. Yeah, so I mean, there's sometimes like for the people who are there, like at maybe nine o'clock or whatever. Like, I don't think it, you don't you have to get there at that certain time. Well, I, I, it's just I saw some that, observations. Jason. Yeah,
1: i I saw your first tweet when like you were in the car, and you posted it, and they're like, people are in line, and it was probably ten fifteen, and I was like, holy! No, it was. Shit, it wasn't that early. I left my you, house at I left my
0: house at ten. it so seemed it was early. it was probably it was probably like. It was probably like quarter to 11. So like 10.45 for like a one ten game. I was like, holy
1: shit, these people are diehard. And to tell you the truth, like, I mean, first
0: 20,000 bobbleheads is a lot of bobbleheads. Yeah, so that's the thing I was going to tell you, Johnny, is back in the day, they used to only give it to like the first like 5,000, 10,000 fans, and they upped it to 20,000 for most of their premium giveaways this year. So pretty much unless you're walking up late, you know, you're yeah. going to get a good one. You're going to get a, a bobblehead or the giveaway. And that's what. like, even for us for the last time with the Tim Anderson ones, we tailgated for two hours and got it, went in, and we still got one an hour before first pitch. The sucky thing is, is that the next one they're giving away on the 4th of July, the Captain Canerco one, um, that one's only the first 12,000 fans. So that one's going to be a little harder to to come by. I'm debating if how long I want to tailgate for that game. Hey, you're going to have to really think about whether
1: you want to get drunk or you want a bobblehead. So, yeah, it's a sweet bobblehead. I, I like that, dude, that with,
0: with the Captain America shield. It's pretty tailgating, cool. And it tailgating is, is a, such such a game changer on your pocketbook because <laughs> you spend so much money in the fucking stadium club on Saturday that I, I miss having those, those cheap food and beer. I mean, the food's good in the stadium club. Don't get me wrong, but $13 drafts are just shit fucking racks up pretty. Yeah. Well, I mean, when
1: you you bring a case of beer and a bottle of bourbon and it's basically all you can drink in lot B it's it makes a big difference when you're an hour and a half before a game inside
0: a stadium and you got nothing else to do, but drink, you're going to spend some money. I will say going into the game at the stadium club is game changer. You don't have to wait in the long lines with security and everything. They kind of just have like fast track security over there. Um, they kind of wand you and everything too, just so you don't have to like take take your sweet time like they do in the other gates. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, that was um, that was a game. So let's I guess let's talk. We'll talk about the White Sox. Our White Sox Weekend review brought to you by Jack's Place. And don't forget our Chicago Sports Bums watch party is going to be Friday, July fifteenth at seven thirty. Show up around six thirty if you love us. Um, we will be doing. Uh, some giveaways and some all the fun stuff, live podcast. Afterwards, we have some details uh, this week that we're going to announce as far as our giveaways. Um, but we're finalizing that right now. But we have a pretty good idea that we'll be able to tell everyone what everything else is this week. But we do have one that we can announce right now. And that is if you show up to our watch party and you wear some of our uh, Chicago Sports Bums merchandise, like Peter is wearing right now. Where any of our any of our I think it's like eight or nine shirts now that we got uh, the first shot is on the bums. so boom if you already have one show up wearing your shirt you get a shot on us and if you haven't got one yet, get one because we don't keep any inventory. we print on demand so sometimes it could take a week to get to it so you don't want to miss out on free shots. Everybody loves free shots and
1: I would I would like, say if you're thinking about ordering a jersey or a
0: jersey a shirt, I think now is the
1: the right time to do it because like you said, the, the show is on the 15th. Um, typically it takes about 10 days for you to get it from the time you order it and then they print it and then they ship it. So it's right around 10 days. You don't want to wait that long because
0: it's not always guaranteed that you're going to get it quickly. That's right. All right. So again, our white sock week review brought to you by Jack's place. See you guys on Friday, July 15th. All right. So the only thing I really have to say about the Sox week was it was a it was feel good and against Toronto. Toronto's a good offensive team. We're at home, we take two or three, we feel good going into Baltimore, and then pff, the big old fucking dump just gets taken out on us again, and we take one of four from the Orioles, who have pretty much the same record as us at that time. And I mean, again, on these games, one, there's no Offense, we keep on getting injured. We have no offensive power Is we just slap dick singles. Laurie Garcia is still Laurie Garcia in every fucking game. He's still, still terrible at everything he does. And every time we he's in there, it seems like our record is just. I think someone posted that we're like only have like eight wins when Laurie Garcia is in the lineup this season. I should have
1: had that stat ready because it was shared all over White Sox Twitter this week. Um, but yeah. The White Sox record when Lurie doesn't play and compared to when he does play, it's outstanding. Like it's crazy yeah. bad how how bad he is and how bad he makes this team. And for the longest time we had that running joke where it's like say something nice about Lori Garcia. There is nothing nice to say about him now. There is like no. absolutely every no every point.
0: every offensive category that he's at like the bottom like five in all of baseball for like his for qualified hitters, he's like he's two thirty of like two thirty two, two thirty one of two thirty two. He's he's the worst at everything, and he's
1: just, and, and so that's the point is like he's at a negative war right now. So he's he's at negative wins above replacement. At that point, like why don't you give the kid Lenin Sosa Lenin Sosa? Lenin. I have no, I'm just okay. I just want to call him Lenny, Lenny Sosa. It's Lenin. Um, give him a shot, and and you know it took a couple days for Tony to actually give him a shot. But, like, Lurie's not any better. You know, you might as well go with the unknown. Maybe he gives you a spark. And I'm not saying this kid's going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's not Lurie Garcia. And that's basically the best you could ask for right now. Um, So Um, that was one. I had had Lurie. The other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about right away, because we talked about it last week.
0: Can I... I, Broken? Can I interrupt for a second? I don't know if you guys are watching the game right now, but... Gavin Sheets just canurkel or cansecoed a two-run homer. He he hit, he, it, 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 bounced, hit. Bounced, it bounced off no out of his head, but it bounced off his his glove.
2: Well, wait, hold on. They're talking we can't about take it, this so... team
0: serious anymore. Yeah, we can't yeah. take this team serious.
1: When we see oh, it's, under, it's under review right yeah, it's now. A, it's under review. Dude, so the the Baltimore Orioles gave us like a blueprint of what an outfield should look like. Those guys we're making better catches than like the Chicago Bears wide receivers and safeties. Like the 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 outfield for the Orioles showed out basically all weekend a master, long. They put in
0: a It was a master
1: class. It it was shocking how you see the Orioles defense and then you go and you got Gavin Sheets and I love Andrew Vaughn, but he's not a freaking good outfielder either. And you had Lurie in center field for one game, which is a disaster all in it of itself. And it's like, we can't, take, we can't take the White Sox serious when they're booting the ball left and right on the infield, on the outfield. Like, they're not a good defensive team whatsoever. And we knew they weren't. But the caveat was, we're going to hit a bunch of home runs to make up for it. This season, they're not doing that. There's no home runs to make up for it.
0: It's crazy yeah um, and to go back to your original question Peter yeah, I think Gilto's broken. Johnny broken?
2: Well, I mean the, the time I'm not making an excuse here but when he pitched that that last game I mean it was a day game and he's he's always been terrible in day games. I don't know what it is about him with these afternoon games, but he's just absolutely horrible. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he hasn't been pitching good at all. I mean, he has his, his, his pitching coach that he wanted, uh, anything cats. And I don't know for whatever reason, what's going on, but he's just, I don't know what's going on. I I don't know. Psychologically. I don't know the the way he, you know, he's throwing, I don't know. Is is he tipping pitches or I, I just don't understand how he's getting back to that. 2000, what was it like? 2019. Uh, worst, Lucas worst,
0: worst, worst pitcher in baseball? In, ba- yeah, I told, I, in baseball. I tweeted that like, we need to bring that, that commercial to fix him. Lucas G. Little 2018, worst pitcher in baseball. But he had something that didn't define him.
2: By the way, it was just one run, so it wasn't a home run.
0: Yeah, the call was overturned, but he caught the ball, it slipped out of his mitt, hit the wall. They thought it bounced over, but it bounced forward, so they took the home run back. But still, this is what happens when you have first baseman DHs playing right field. It was an it should have been an easy catch. If you had Pollock or Engel playing there right now, that would have been routine out. We are a joke. We are. I can't take it seriously. I I was going to ask
1: the question to you guys. Like, you know, this is pie in the sky now. But like, if they fall into that like last wild card spot, or like they make it to the playoffs somehow, and I don't even want to talk about it because I really. Like this week when this week was so deflating, but if they do somehow make it, they turn it around. Who are your starters right now for the playoffs? It's got to be Cease Cueto and Kopac, right?
0: Yeah, I don't know if I trust Giolito. Number and the rotation at this point, it's got and and Lance Lynn. I think he'll be fine by the time. Yeah, he'll be fine. Well, yeah,
1: he'll turn it around. He'll be he'll be
0: fine. So I think even before Cueto would be Lynn. I think it would be Cease Lynn. Then Kopech one two three. Cueto is our ace. I know, well, but how how will Cueto?
2: Here's another thing about Kopech. He has to like control his temper because oh, yeah. he that's the only thing that worries me. If we get to that playoffs, playoffs, um, but I don't know. I don't even really. It's just like how you said, Peter. I really don't want to talk about playoffs because just the way that the shit show has been for, like for the past like this first half. I mean, it's just been brutal.
0: Uh okay, so the one thing I want to say about this week in the our White Sox recap is I don't ever want to see Jose Ruiz in a high leverage. Him and Matt Foster, I don't ever want to see them in a game with runners on second and third, bases loaded. I don't want any of that. You give those guys more up by like three runs in the seventh inning or something. Like that's when you you have them come in. Yeah, I'm but when to that, when is that
2: when, when is that gonna happen for us?
0: They'll probably. We, never, I mean, but. we can't.
2: Yeah, we can't even score three fucking runs. I mean, that's that's the problem. Is that we don't have. Everybody's hurt. That's the one bad thing. Is that we're hurt. We talk about Louis Garcia, and obviously he's in there, but he has to. We have no other players to play. I mean, yeah, you could probably call somebody up, but uh, Tony LaRusso probably will sit up on the bench or just not use them. I mean, thank God they're you know using them for uh for this game, but it it's just frustrating.
1: Jason, yeah. I, you mentioned high leverage situations. I agree with you. The one thing that's been frustrating, frustrating, is that Tony Russo is saving like Kendall Graveman and Joe Kelly for innings that don't exist. That's what makes me mad. Like yeah. when there's high leverage situations, you know, I get it. You want to have Graveman right now as your closer with with Hendricks out. But sometimes you got to put him in that seventh inning when there's a man on first and second or second yeah, and third. Yeah, because he's not going to be needed out. then at that point if exactly. you put Jose in. For Foster so it's like in. he's waiting for these imaginary situations that don't exist because right now you're not getting to save situations. So that's what's right. frustrating. It's like, yeah. obviously, yeah, Foster sinks, and we got a couple guys that shouldn't be on the team right now, but it is what it is. Like, you have to play your guys. But what's making me more mad is that, like, you have your guys in Kelly. And Graven, and I know Kelly just came back from injury, but he's, he's shown that he can pitch. Use your guys in high leverage situations because they might not be there
0: in the ninth or tenth because the game might be over by then. Yep, we saw that happen last week. Game yeah, was blown wide open and the game was blown wide open against the Orioles. And the next thing you know, I think it was like eight, we were up by a couple of runs and then we we're down and whatever. Um, so the stuff about the bad. Baseball, because I mean that's probably going to be going on to next week's conversation as well. But I want to bring back my twice, two-time, two-time bum. What a bum, Steve Stone, who just did you? You got that? You got that tweet? I've got a couple tweets lined up because
1: he had an interesting week on the old uh, old Twitter machine.
0: All right, so let's pull the tweet from um, from Saturday that got him in a lot of hot water here.
1: I got a couple so give me a second i'm loading up the uh the google slides
2: he's probably gonna block us soon.
0: yeah he's he probably like searches his own name too on twitter and that's why i have to refer to him as a color commentary guy now (laughs) all right so his tweet on saturday that got White Sox tweet into a frenzy. We seem to have hit a nexus. I call it thinning out the herd. For those of you heading for the exits, adios. For those of you who want the coaches fired, the manager gone, the players traded, and the owner replaced, that's not practical. Welcome to a less bitter world, all others. And that's typical Steve Stone. But then when it when people start replying to him, the angry Sox fans start replying to him. That's when he doesn't know how to. Bite his t- and he get it turns into a condescending prick and we had a reply there's a, a reply on that it said we all want the white sox to win why isn't it why isn't it okay to be disappointed in this grinding mediocrity after such a superior 21 campaign he replies you can be whatever you want why complain to me i don't want to hear it complain to someone else i'm not following you listen motherfucker <laughs> when you put something on twitter yes that you're giving people the option to reply to you and you don't they don't have to you don't have to follow them, but when you put something out there in the public, you're gonna get if you put a shit take out there, you're gonna get shit thrown back to you. And you can't be all pissy about it when someone starts calling you out your condescending comments. I mean, it's fucking social media. A- that's what everyone does. You put out a take, you get, you give it, you give and you get. I mean, I don't know what he doesn't understand. This is what got him fired from the fucking Cubs. I mean, he bashed the team on live television. Now he's bashing the fans on Twitter, which is just as egregious as bashing the Cub when he was complaining about the Cubs on television with Chip Carey. Um, But now he's just like really just going after fans because they don't like the way this is going. They don't like Tony La Russa. They don't like Jerry. They don't like the players. Well, yeah. You, everything's not all sunshine and rainbows, and if you're that fucking delusional where you can't see how bad everything is, then you shouldn't be tweeting in the first place. Because you're just going to get just make people more fucking angry when you tweet bullshit like this. So,
1: my first take was, oh my god, this old man just doesn't understand the internet. And then I kind of deep dove into his Twitter timeline. I really think Steve Stone thinks he's like Andy Kaufman. Or, like, putting on this, like, performance and he's a persona online that he isn't in real life. Because if you go into, like, his replies and stuff, like, he'll talk to a couple people being, like, he's almost, like, pretending
0: that, like, I'm not sure what he's doing, to tell you the truth. It's crazy. If you agree agree with them, he sucks your dick. He'll be, like, you know, he'll give you a nice kudos and, like, welcome aboard. We're happy to have you good times are ahead but if you call him out like the one twitter guy did you're going to get the condescending kind of and then he says there was another tweet i think i sent you too where he was basically saying that um that's not how this works you're not allowed to complain to me i got a couple more okay there we go that's this is the one here from timo perez hilton love that screen name Yeah, that's, and your to get a great handle his, and his, his reply, and you're free to complain about the fans and be a corporate chill. Just don't do it somewhere. Just do it somewhere besides Twitter unless you want backlash. See, it's not that hard to understand. His reply, let's see if I understand. I don't know you. I don't follow you. I don't care what you think. You follow me. You are free to unfollow me. You are, you're not entitled on this free form to tell me anything. Now, do you get it? No, motherfucker. He is entitled to tell you anything because you put something out there in a public forum. This isn't, you know... I'm I'm putting it out there and no one's can ever reply back to a shit take. Yeah, he's entitled to tell you something because unless your Twitter is is private for only the people that you accept to follow you, he has a right to tell you about how big you're a fucking corporate chill. So fuck you, Steve Stone, for that reply. You don't get it. And then we have another guy here. I am glad that Steve is focused on the positive Twitter feed. One thing that I like about Sox TV broadcast is that there is much warmth, insight, and humor in it. Baseball is fun to watch, but sometimes when I can't watch every minute, I will listen to their conversations. And this is when Steve Stone, I guess, starts sucking your dick. TV, I do for a living because it's fun and I love baseball. On Twitter, I indulge myself with trolls and tomfoolery. People, I guess, believe that Twitter is who I am. Shenanigans are part of it. One day, I'll stop and they can truly banter amongst themselves. This guy, Steve Stone, doesn't get Twitter, man. What can I tell you? It's crazy. No, um, no,
2: I, no. I, I, Peter, I think you're you're right. Like I. Honestly, I think he he gets off on this like it's something yeah. that he enjoys doing. He's a troll. He's trolling. He's yeah, like Kevin yeah, Durant.
1: He's trolling the, the the fans at this point, right? Right. And the fans are aren't don't get it. They're, they're
2: taking the definitely. yeah. They're taking the bait. Yeah. They're they're, they're the yes. ones who are taking the bait. So yes. No, I I didn't. I guess I didn't really think think of that. Um, Did I love Steve Stone as a color commentator? I think he's really good for like. So you know, do I. I. I like him listening to him. You know, with with Bonetti, um, it's always enjoyable. Especially, you know, but I, you're right. I mean, I just think that he just, when stuff like this happens, and all, and the easiest thing he can do, block. He, he doesn't have to. He doesn't. Have to he has been you. doing a lot of that. that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, just he
0: does that. He, he doesn't. Yeah. He does block readily. I mean, if you don't, if you reply back with, you know, his like a, if you reply back with a condescending comment to his condescending comment, he'll just block you right away. He. Yeah. He just. He's he's quick with the blocking. I I did notice that because there's a
1: couple of White Stock Twitter followers that like were posting this weekend, and you know like right away they're like, oh, I'm blocked, and and it happened quite a bit. I don't follow Steve Stone online. I, I I've been I've been like, you know, following this whole
0: weekend, but I'm like I don't I just can't I can't do it. Um. So did you guys see the tweet that he posted this morning? Apparently well, he. He's writing a movie or something like that, right? Yeah, but but that wasn't the most interesting thing. It seems, maybe, it sounds like he had a conversation with um, Rick Hahn or someone in PR today because he said, I've had a meeting with my Twitter board of directors, and I've decided to share with you my latest project. That the, the first line is what got me is when he's had his conversation with Twitter board of directors. So it sounds like the PR people told him to maybe stop being an asshole to fans. Take it easy. Because... East. That's that's not a good recipe to especially when the fans are already angst enough as it is. Um, and also kudos to Josh Nelson today. If you haven't go listen to his Sox Machine podcast, his latest one. He had a nice good like 10 minute rant about how one the stadium like sucks with like security and all that stuff getting in and out and the concessions and pricing, all that stuff. So yeah, it's good. Good, that's a good listen, but maybe I mean, yeah. someone in- White,
1: White Sox Twitter is mad online, and we don't need Steve Stone trolling and, and you know, causing more trouble than, than, than it is. Um, yeah. we'll, you know find fun- re- we'll find we'll find reasons to complain. What's like it, We don't need him to you know, gatekeep our fandom, basically.
2: You know, what's funny is that he got fired from the Cubs for being too honest about the, the players and the organization, and all that, and now he's being uh, he i feel like you know he's not gonna he's not gonna do that with the white sox because he didn't want to get the same result but i feel like you could you can also get fired that way as well too if you're going after the white sox fans and you know it's like how jason said that they might have saw this and was like hey man like i understand about like you're passionate you could because co- it's free speech and you know that's how america is you free speech and whatnot but um you know you got to tone it down with the i mean these are our white Sox fans as well too and it's not not like they're they're like attacking him and saying f you or this that i mean if you're gonna say something it's a rebuttal yeah they're just calling him out i mean that's all it is it's not you know if if you're not if you can't handle the argument then don't put anything out there at all or don't don't be like you know a little girl or or a little you know boy or whatever and just you know all of a sudden just like you know black black because i don't i don't i don't agree with what you say
0: yeah, it's 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 getting up there with just pretty much like unbearable with him. But um, so that was the negative with Sox, man. Here comes the funny. And <laughs> this, is, this was a story, you know, man. You know, we uh we keep on in White Sox Twitter. You keep on joking that horny White Sox Twitter needs to come back to get the Sox on their winning ways. The and it's like when one- the Sox are the best. When WhiteStack's Twitter is horned up. That's just a fact. And it looks like um, one grandpa decided to take matters into his own hands. Maybe not the best time to do it. But um, if you're watching live, uh, Peter, pull up the video. I got the video going. We saw it. It went viral like crazy everywhere. But anyway. Yeah. Jason, you can explain it. Yeah. So this this guy looks like he's in his... uh, maybe late fifties, early sixties, uh, go, go back there. I can read it. I can read what, uh, he's got on there. Peter, pull up the video again. I was going to read Hold well, on technical difficulties. Uh, see, this is why, why we, need a, we need an intern. We, this is why we need an intern for My my
1: fiance saying, do not read it. Okay. I'm sorry. I this is my first time pulling up a video from Twitter I couldn't hear shit because that's that noise was so loud so
0: okay Jason, so basically he he what he grandpa here he wants to um he wants to do a little raw dog he wants to go to um Chowtown and he also wants to um go to Plowtown and everything in between and everyone was saying that he was you know sexting but if you um, when he starts scrolling back up in the video he's the person that he's talking to is mentioning mentioning in calls and out calls and my friend that is not sexting that is booking a hooker and you're booking a hooker at a Sox game next to look like your 10 year old probably granddaughter I'm guessing it's
1: crazy I mean this guy needs to be bonked into Bolivian we all know the meme you know with the duck and the dog and get bonked, this man is too horny for his own good.
0: Yeah, I I mean, in that that video went so viral, like pretty much all of White Sox Twitter picked it up. I mean, you it was had all baseball Barstool. It, it yeah. went everywhere. Yeah, but in Chicago land though, but you had like Barstool, the 108 guys, all all the the major you know like accounts. Eventually, that's going to get back around to either that guy's daughter, her son. I really feel bad for his granddaughter because eventually that's probably going to come back down on her and like oh you got a creepy old grandpa buying hookers like that's
1: it's not it's not a good scene there's a lot there's a lot on the, at, at at guaranteed rate at comiskey that you know we could say maybe we shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff this might be number one on the list yeah no, you, i mean you- poking hookers when you're babysitting
0: your grandkids yeah, not in her presence. Give like go to the bathroom and do or something. You know, like you want to text her about <laughs> like text your hooker about that. Like, well, not go only the, that, go in the, the bathroom poor, and do it.
1: The poor grandpa had his text to like three hundred percent. You know, like <laughs> you know, like he didn't even put his cheaters on. In. He didn't need his yeah. cheaters because it's got this text like you could see all of the words from like <laughs> you know, you what? know the
0: five hundred section. At at that point, you are just you just want to get caught. That yeah. just. Like I've I I've, I'm doing this. I need to get caught. The one thing I will say
1: though, it's kind of shitty of whoever filmed them, because if if like obviously I'm not I don't I all I do is text YouTube bozos, but if someone's filming me like texting, that's shitty, dude. That's pr- that's like
0: big time invasion of privacy. Yeah, I and mean obviously like, his text is five hundred percent. So maybe it's not that private. Well, and also like you're just gonna embarrass like his granddaughter. I'm assuming yeah, it's his family You're just going to, you know, like her, his like... families,
1: you know, like this went so viral eventually, you know, like somebody's going to see it, you know, whether it's also, grandkids sh- or, or somebody also shout
0: out for your headline, horned up dad text sexting at the G spot. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's just a professional <laughs> headline.
1: <laughs> Boom.
0: Um, so do you think you, you think he went in
1: call or out call? I don't know. That's what he, I don't I don't know what that
0: means. And I don't want to know what that means, Jason. Oh, it's, it's very simple in call means that um sh- that you come to her well pick call mean
1: we're, we're talking about a pizza term pick up or delivery
0: yeah i'll, oh. I'll call means that she
1: comes to you <laughs> this i mean this <laughs> old man i mean he doesn't know how to book an uber he's going places you
0: know <laughs> he, he's driving to her he's probably pulling up a uh, map for directions
2: this old man he called her i could make a song about why this. do i
0: know what in call and out call means because Uh-ohs. let's just say that Uh-ohs. back in my back in my Tinder days, a lot of those girls were not single women looking for relationships. Ladies of the night. Yeah. I'm not saying i pulled the trigger on that stuff. Not saying I pull the trigger on that stuff, but you know, you're you're single, you're on Tinder. All right, next subject. Next subject. Next thing you know, she's foot, asking you how much for an like in telling you what it is for an in-call. Foot in mouth. Yeah, and
1: that's that cost extra too, but that's a different subject.
0: Yeah, that's that's the Rex Ryan (laughs) fetish. All right, um, so next topic here, and we're gonna give you some spoilers ahead, but we're giving you guys a week. Okay, we're going, I was going Obi Wan, but we're gonna, I just had them on, I had them on in in order. I can switch them, we could do Obi Wan now. I don't know, because there's not much I really want to talk about with Forbidden Door, but just that. It was for the first crossover event between two major wrestling promotions. It gave me some of the best wrestling I've ever seen in my life. A couple of little quirky finishes at the at the last two matches. There it looks like Adam Cole was legitimately concussed, and they had to do a wonky finish. And after um, John Moxley won the belt, there was that brawl for blood and guts, setting it up, but it was, wasn't necessary at that that point. But from the first match to Match-wise, I don't think there was anything that was not entertaining. I thought it was just great, great wrestling, hands down. Even if it doesn't like really advance storylines, it just really just gives you great professional wrestling.
1: Yeah, I mean, we were all excited about it. We thought about going. Obviously, that didn't happen, but we were texting back and forth all night. Um, a couple shout-outs. Chicago crowd, Johnny, you mentioned it. People complain. Internet wrestling complains. Why does Chicago get all the good cards? It's because the fans were awesome from the first bell to the end. Like, Chicago wrestling is a wagon. Chicago wrestling crowds are a wagon. And there's a reason why, you know, AEW and Tony Khan, obviously hometown biased, but um, they were awesome. So I wanted to give a shout-out to the fans. Um, yeah, Jason, you mentioned it, the two finishes to the, to the main event. they were. It was unfortunate because I thought... The Adam Cole thing was unfortunate because it looked like a wonky finish. I text you guys right away. I was like, did somebody mess up? Was there something f- I said fucky about it? And then it came out that he was legitimately hurt and he was basically out on his feet. So they they did the right thing and stopped the match and kind of, you know, quick ended it. But that was just an unfortunate thing that like nobody could have foreseen. The second one was what you mentioned was like the ending of the pay-per-view kind of teasing Wednesday. I thought they didn't have to do that unless somebody like crazy surprise was going to come out, which was what people are expecting nowadays. You know, like if you're not going to give them that, then I don't think you need to tease Wednesday. Well, I mean, because you got what you got. You know, you got Claudio. I mean, but he already new... came out like he had already yeah. debuted. So it's like they didn't nothing. I know they're advancing storylines, but they you could have waited. You know, you could have just ended it with Moxley winning the title. Or if anything, I thought maybe Punk shows up to pop the crowd and, you know, kind of sh- like, obviously, you has got a broken leg, but at least acknowledge that they're the two champions that and then eventually down the line, they're going to see each other. Yeah, I thought like I this. thought that they should have done that, too. But just the fact that, like, it just ended with a tease for Wednesday, I'm like, ah, they didn't really need to do that. But other than that, dude, it was awesome pay-per-view. I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I love like New Japan Pro Wrestling and Johnny or Joey P mentioned it. Okada. Just seeing Okada, you know, in Chicago, wrestling in Chicago. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, it was a great show. Um, I, I, I will mention one thing because you were you were mentioning Claudio and obviously there was a, a, a nice pop. I was listening to Buzz It Open uh this morning with uh with Bully Ray and, 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 and Dave uh, Lagreco. Um it seems that I don't know if you follow Melter, Dave Melter. Um obviously from the Wrestling Observer, but Dave Meltzer actually um, kind of threw out a spoiler that Claudio was there in the in, somewhere in in the area, and yeah. people got people got upset because they were just like, "Well, you're kind of giving." some sort of way like you know who's going to be that that special surprise um some others some others knew that claudio was there but they, at least they they put down like warning you know if you want to know you know click the link and all that and they you know they provided that um information to them but um dave Meltzer, man like he just didn't care and he kind of spoils you know obviously I kind of had a hint of who was it, you know, who could have been, but I didn't want to like read into it too much. But apparently with Dave Meltzer, kind of like, you know, spilling the beans a little bit, kind of like ruined it for some people. But overall, yeah. man, yeah. I mean, I, I loved, I loved the whole show. Um, Even, even the buy-in, the buy-in matches buy-in was good. good as yes. well too. And what I love about, what I love about like AEW, it was really a month of kind of preparation. There was really no I would say big storylines or anything like that. It was just preparation of like, who's going to fight who. I mean, there was not really, you would see face to face, um, uh, you know, here and there, but um, it was just pure wrestling, man. It just, it's, it's exactly what wrestling fans has been asking for for a long time, you know, with WWE and, and what they do is they do these like sports entertainment type of like, you know, Back stories and whatnot and some of the stuff is really corny like it's going back to the old like 95 uh you know 95 or 94 where it was just really kooky it was just very like silly and all that you know with with, with this they did it right put out the wrestlers, let them tell the story. And that's what was yep. so good about that is that just let them, let them tell the story. You don't even have to put a, uh a backstory. Look at what, what happened between Claudio and Zach Sabre jr. I mean, all it was, it was just a surprise. It was supposed to be uh, Brian Dannison, but you know, obviously due to injury, he couldn't make it. Um, but that story was awesome. We also mentioned too, that you you also mentioned when we were texting was uh, the Will Ospreay versus uh, orange Cassidy match. And I was very, like, skeptical about him being on versus Will Ospreay because he is, like, legitimately one of my favorite wrestlers. He's just incredible. And I didn't think that uh, Cassidy was going to be able to keep up with him. Man, was I wrong. That match was so good. I I was just blown away by Cassidy, and I will never doubt that guy again. I loved him for the entertainment with him doing the pocket stuff like that, but I've never seen him wrestle like that before. And it was just something that was just, like, yeah I was like wow like it it was just awesome
1: yeah I think will Osprey I mean the same thing could be say about Jay White obviously Jay White's got that you know that he's gotten to the next step but Will Osprey reminds me so much of a young Kenny Omega and like the sky's the limit with this guy if you guys see any of his matches with Ricochet and stuff like that like just it's just professing professional wrestling at its finest
0: yeah, man, it was a good night. It was a good night all around. Can't complain. And, and I hope that they uh, run it back, maybe maybe make it a yearly thing, or every couple years they, they do another show like this, but yeah, they definitely just can't make this a one-off that, with the popularity of it. Just keep on building it. And once you get more guys back and healthy, there'll be better matchups down the road.
1: Yeah, and Johnny, we mentioned it. I was shocked that we saw no sign of Kenny Omega, you know, with it being a New Japan show and stuff like that. I thought we were going to get some sort of tease. And I know he's coming back from injury and he had litany a of injuries. But I thought if there was ever a time they were going to get teased, uh, the return of Kenny, I thought maybe it was going to be it. So he's just not ready. Yeah.
2: And I think, Jason, to, to answer your question, I, I think this is not going to be the last of this whole AEW versus New no. Japan Pro Wrestling thing because uh, Okada and uh, Tanahashi both said, this is not the last of the forbidden door. It So yeah. they're... They're opening it up for for it seems like you know years to to come. So you we'll get to see. Hopefully, we'll get to see like Kenny Omega versus like you know those old classic yeah. matches.
1: Because you're right. Yep. Right now, like the AEW is just like the White Sox. There's a lot of guys missing. You know, there is still. Oh yeah. See yeah. The New Japan wrestlers with you know Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson and CM Punk and Kenny Omega and like the list goes on and on. Like guys that are hurt. I mean, there's there's still a lot to be seen with this, you know, new partnership.
0: All right, so we're gonna wrap up the wrestling talk. We're gonna move to the other spoiler alert, and that's a little Obi Wan talk. And sorry if you haven't watched it yet; you can mute until the to the little banner goes away. Um, but I said it before on the on the last a couple weeks ago, guys. Obi Wan show, hands down one of the greatest Star Wars stories I've seen. And whoever produces these Disney plus shows needs to redo all the movies because, well, at least the last two trilogies, but because the way that they're making these movies now is what Star Wars fans want to see going forward. And if there's any, going to be any more movies coming up, it was awesome.
1: I mean, there's no surprise. I I tweeted out. There's no surprise. I loved it. I love a lot of, you know, Disney plus stuff, but I thought the fan service that this gave us, And the, you know, just kind of like patchwork that they did, kind of filling out the Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi story was awesome. I think this um, series did a lot for the um, prequels. A lot of people hate the prequels. I'm not one of those guys because I kind of grew up on the prequels. The reason I got into Star Wars was I watched the original trilogy right before... The, a phantom menace came out and i was like 12 13 at the time so the reason i got into star wars because a phantom a phantom menace was coming out and then i ended up watching the first three to get like you know the story going and i was i mean i was just balls deep at that point so i don't have hate for the original trilogy like a lot of people do but i think this storyline and this this series helped a lot in in terms of you know what they did with padme and Anakin and Obi-Wan and stuff like that. So I loved it. I thought um we got a lot of what we always wanted, Was just, you know, badass Darth Vader, you know, re- tearing up, using the force, tearing up the ship. That fight with Reva, where it was basically like, uh it was almost like Kid Kill Bill with Padme, or, you know, like he was fighting. He didn't even have to take out his weapon. Oh, yeah. He he's just fighting like, using the force. And it was, yes. It was almost like Kung Fu kind of Tai Chi
0: kind of deal. that was Pai Mei with... Yeah, with, Pai uh, Mei. That's what I was trying to think. Yeah. Yeah, so that was no, awesome. exactly I, right. Because he, he wasn't even doing anything. Like, you know, he was just like pushing him away, pushing her away and like just grabbing her weapon with the... For- like, yeah. it was just... That's what you wanted to see. And- he, he was,
1: you know, he was like a bear toying with his food or, and stuff like that. You know, like he was in... He was never in... In jeopardy of losing that fight he was so in control and that's what we want to see we want to see badass darth Vader, and then on the other hand what we want kenobi showing that he's still the master you know like they're still you know he's still the one you know teaching and giving lessons to anakin even though anakin doesn't want to learn these lessons so yeah um yeah i just liked it all the way around the one thing i will say i liked it so much I don't want to see a season 2. I think they've teased and they've said that there's a possibility of a season 2, and I think that would undo a lot of what I liked about this season. If they are going to do a season 2, I think it has to be a spin-off and not necessarily a season 2. I want to see, you know, a spin-off with like Riva and Ice Cube's kid and Kumel Nanjiani, like all these storylines with those guys.
0: Like those, I think there. I think there's still a lot of story you can tell between now and when Princess Leia is running. You know, from the Imperial. Le, but
1: yeah, and I, and I agree. We I text you guys saying like, if they are gonna do a Leia story, and there's rumors that like uh, the girl that plays Eleven like really wants to play a young Leia. Let that the be Leia its own run. thing. You know, like mm-hmm. let that be yeah. its own thing. Don't make it part of this Obi Wan series because it was perfect it was six episodes it was like a long movie like let it be don't touch it like it was just like you know star wars star wars fans no one hates star wars like star wars fans this was something i feel like that was generally liked we don't get that a lot um so just leave
0: it be i agree and hopefully we didn't give too many spoilers out but go watch it if you haven't just go binge if you haven't seen it yet because it's just a Great six episodes. You get through it in about five hours, and just a great overall show. Um, all right, I got a question for you guys. I got you, you got me. All right, so Peter, this might not really apply to you because I don't know if you ever had this real world situation happen to you before. But anyone who's been in the corporate environment, this might have happened to them. So, question is. If you were walking into the bathroom and your boss was going in to take a shit, would you shit next to your boss?
1: Is it just a two style situation?
0: It doesn't have to be a two, but like you're, you have to shit, you notice your boss is your boss sees you and you know it, and you would you shit next to your boss. You have to be the alpha and assert dominance.
1: <laughs> like, like, you know, it's it's almost like two cars at a stoplight. You know, Fast and Furious style. Like, if you're there and he sees you and you're revving your engine and he's revving your engine, it's like, let's go. Let's see who's the who's who's the big man on campus.
0: So yes, I would. That's the I I am the opposite. I because. Because the then, he, then, yeah,
1: then, then he's the alpha you can't
0: you't can't. He, he's my boss yes of course he he's Whoa. the one who can tell me to go home and never come back to work
1: <laughs> <He always said laughs> so because I the other
0: the other day the other day I was I actually had to go into the office and I was about to go to the bathroom and I noticed my boss headed towards the bathroom and I was like, I am not walking in there until I know he comes back out. Be- and because I am not going in there and shitting with my boss in the bathroom there. I'm like, I don't, I don't want any part of that. That's a very, I don't want any awkward looks. If something, if it's extra stinky or something, I don't want that rep on me. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, you make it extra and- stin- stinky.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But how, do, how does he know that it's you? Like if you're like, taking your time because or, well or, or why don't also, you wait well, until he leaves or something i don't know like don't no, because, make it well, like, let's say awkward
0: let, let's say let's say you're you're both in a like an hour-long meeting right and then you leave your meeting and you both like oh man i gotta go take a shit so then you both headed the bathroom and you walk in at the same time are you just gonna like be like oh i just came to fix my hair and go back out or are you just being like fuck it i'm slamming the door and we're shitting together
1: no yeah, yeah that's what you're doing and you know dude i'm a bigger guy I, i'm a I would consider myself a power base and stuff like that. I, you know, like, you got to spread your legs. I'm almost kicking his foot out from the <laughs> side of a stall. Like, give me this room, man. You know, like, you got to, you know, you got your Nikes on, you got your dress shoes on, whatever. You kick that foot out of the way. Like, this is my stall. So, Johnny, you would, you would, you would it?
2: If I have to go, I have to go. I mean, I, I can't, like, hold it. I mean, that's, that's just bad. Like,
1: it's not good for you.
2: It's not good for you. I mean, just health wise, you know, it doesn't matter who's in the bathroom.
0: Like you just can't you shouldn't hold it. I I am not sitting next to my boss.
1: I'm disappointed in you, Jason. That well, dude, that shows like man, this guy doesn't like this guy's a man. This guy doesn't care. What if you get it promoted from, from it?
0: <laughs> you know, like this guy's a you know, takes charge. Is it good can I can I work that into my my yearly review then takes shits next to me when
1: yeah it's almost like you know i forgot what sitcom it was where it's like your the boss is smoking so then you go out even though you're not a smoker you you go out to smoke too because you you know show that like you want to be a part of so if place. i know
0: my boss is going to go shit, i go in there next to me even if i don't yeah to shit.
1: yeah be like did you watch the
0: game is you watch the game last night? <laughs> no, no no now see that's that's another crossing the line there is making small talk in the it's it's pure silence it there makes be any it worse, talk man. In the that stall. makes it worse. What silence? Yeah, you you know you're in there. No, you gotta. I, I don't care if like someone sneezes. I ain't saying God bless you. I'm keeping. The, I'm keeping all comunicado. I haven't radio silence in the bathroom, man. I'm talking. We're we're recording a podcast
1: if we have to in that. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> so <laughs> if somebody check the weather,
0: fucking hot out,
2: isn't it? Oh wait, wait. So you're in the stall and somebody sneezes. You're not gonna say bless you.
0: No. You're on your own on that one, my man. Wow. what if we're yeah, peeing? I, no, what if it's just two people peeing? Maybe if it's peeing, but I think once you once you're in the stall and the and the walls you are some up, we- the partition, the partition, and once the walls are up in the stall, man, it's 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 radio silence, man. Nah. All right. Well, I'm. I guess I'm. I guess I'm the odd one out on this one. I mean. I thought I thought uh I thought more people would not want to shit next to their boss. Joey P, great great question. What if you need a spare square? What if you can not what if you need the spare a square? Oh,
1: yeah. Elaine, what do you got to do? Yeah.
0: Then I then I wait till the bathroom is empty and go in the next stall.
1: And then you oh, do the okay. waddle? Like you still don't have to wipe? It. You're going to wait? <laughs> that would make things worse. What if your <laughs> boss catches you waddling from stall Oh yeah, comb? yeah. There you <laughs> go, <laughs> You ran well, out of Obviously, paper.
0: I would I would zip up and put my pants back up and then walk to the next stall. I wouldn't just you're contaminating pants your down. Pants, man. You can't I'm not try there's HR there, dude. I can't I'm not trying to I'd get, rather call the HR. i will use
1: a sack before I walk <laughs> up and pull out my shitty pants to get toilet paper from another stall.
0: Dude, you're talking to a guy who had to walk to a Mexican restaurant like half a mile of a Mexican restaurant because Rick's apartment didn't have any toilet paper.
1: We, we really so need I'm, to be I'm, sponsored
0: by Charmin or,
1: or a bidet company. Dude Wipes, if you're listening, we, we got a podcast for you.
0: See, Julie, Julie knows the story.
1: <laughs> and we just told it like two weeks ago.
0: <laughs> All right, so I, guess, I, so I guess if I want to really get ahead in this corporate world, I have to go shit next to the higher ups. Hell yeah. That's how you get ahead in life. Alright, well then I guess I'll just, when, I, when I go back to the office for my two days next month, I'll try to establish dominance.
1: Not only that, dude, have like White Castle the night before, and they, <laughs> then get like a double Starbucks in the morning. Like really show out.
0: Be like the fountains in the Bellagio. Oh my god. I might even get any work done at that point, dude. I might just stay in the stall for like half the day. <laughs> Where's Jason? I don't know. Go check the middle stall. He's been in
1: there since <laughs> 8 in the morning. <laughs> it's 3 o'clock.
0: I got a meeting to go to, man. All right. Well, that was fun. Let's bump some people. That was a good question. Yeah, thank you. Um. All right. So, I'm just... Me and Peter, we talked about this um, consensus bum of the week Supreme Court. I'm not going to go too much into politics on in here, it's- but...
1: It's not even a question. It's like we have to do it. Our hands are tied. We have to bum the Supreme Court, those scumbags. Yeah. And it's the one thing I will say, given our platform, which I love, is one week we can we can bum with a week. Tony LaRusso's uh fan account, basically, is his burner account. And then the next week we're bumming Clarence Thomas. So it's
0: like, <laughs> what
1: range do we have?
0: Yeah, but yeah, man. So I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into the whole political d- spectrum right now. But bum the Supreme Court, um, yes. bums other way. My my uh, MVB is Liam Hendricks. Um, at the at the game on Saturday, during the rain delay, he stood out there in the bullpen for a good solid hour plus and signed autographs for the fans. I uh, I tweeted it out. There were some pictures. Um, he had a guy, had a security guy out there holding an umbrella for him. He was there. There's a long ass line going up the stairs back to the concourse. People were waiting, and I thought he was going to be out there for just a handful of autographs and go back into the bullpen. And no, he stayed out there for almost the almost at the start of the first pitch, like so a good probably hour fifteen maybe he was out there um, signing autographs, which was awesome. And he's a lot of fans um, tweeted pictures that he took pictures with them and everything. So I think more Sox players. Need to do that kind of things for the fans at times. I mean, I don't, I don't go to many games with rain delays, but just to see that that was that really showed me that he's a fucking he's a fucking dude. He's a dude's dude. And he's a real dude. He's he's, he's a yeah, great and, guy. And his story to, came and out- for him to for him to stand in the rain for an hour or so signing autographs. I can't say enough good things about him. So Liam Hendricks is my MVP. Yeah, you know
1: that story came out this week about him wanting to come to White Sox for. I know it's you know it's Pride Month and Pride Week. And, and he had that thing going. He had that going on. He does a lot for a lot of charities, um, dog shelters, like the list goes on and on. Him and his wife just seem to be really good people. And Jason, your story just shows that like he's he's a guy, you know, he backs up his talk. He's a, he's a good guy. Yep. All right, Johnny,
0: what you got? Who's your who's your water bum?
2: I know we talked about this um, earlier. I'll, I'll do it real quick, but actually I have an opposite story that I saw today um with with fan interaction baseball wise but yeah the original one I had was um the MLS for just continuing to have all these star players go to LAFC or all these like Los Angeles teams and Chicago gets nobody whatsoever you 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 keep on continuing to build um a brand and you keep on continuing to to bring in more teams but it seems like you only have 3 And for, for, you know, forget about the designated players. It's something I've always hated. Like if your owners can buy players or whatnot, you know, let them buy it. And then, yeah, I'll be like, okay, well, you know, our owner stinks, just like how we talk about Jerry Reinsdorf. But um, it just seems that this is what MLS always likes to do. They either try to put it in because, you know, Miami, I'm pretty sure uh, I think messy or something like that's going to go to Miami or something like that. Right. When he wants his contracts up. So, I mean, they always put it where, you know, it's fitting for, um, either a Beckham owned team or it's like a hotspot Miami or, you know, same thing with like, you know, these Florida teams like Orlando had Kaká for, for, for a bit. Um, LA galaxy just had numerous, numerous players like Keane Donovan Beckham, um, ibrahimovic i could go on with 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 that team but you never you never spread the wealth where everywhere else you know i mean i'm so even surprised that new york even got um what's his name terry henry when they got him uh new york red bulls uh, yeah. but we never we i mean our our what well, peter our our biggest one was blanco and and um what's the other guy's name the swedish guy um oh we had a, a Schweitzer as well too but i mean we don't have like any of these other yeah. players like they they're trying to do everything they can to like build everything up for for um fan for fans to come in and you're bringing in all these new teams but you always keep on sending the same you keep on sending all these high profile players to the same teams so i mean I don't know for them. It's just what a, uh, they're my what a bum MLS Uh real, real, real quick. Um, just to kind of go back to your story with Liam Hendricks. Um, I just read something this morning about Zach Granke. I don't know if you guys saw it, but um, Zach Granke, somebody took a picture of him and some, some uh, person threw a ball at him asking him if they could sign it. Zach Granke, instead of signing the ball, he just chucked the ball. He didn't even sign it. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I, I mean, this guy's for years. He's he's had like you know, um, I'm not saying anything like as far as like mental issues or anything like that. But you know, for for somebody. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, for somebody to do that, I mean that's I mean, you want to bring fans in and, and whatnot, and you want to be what Leon Hendricks did, and he in the rain, by the way. I mean, it was just a sunny day and taking a picture and just asking if you could throw the ball. If you're not if you don't want to sign it, then just don't ask to like you know, get the ball and just chuck it. I mean, I just think that's kind of like an asshole move. Um, but yeah, that's my second one of a bum. Bum. All
0: right, you got you got an MVB or no?
2: Uh, Me? real quick, uh, I, yeah. two two-time uh, uh back-to-back uh MVPs is the Chicago Wolves for winning the Calder Cup. Congratulations!
0: Congratulations to a Chicago team who will never see the Blackhawks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no,
1: it's uh, yeah, it's good for them. Anytime the Chicago team wins, is a good thing, and that's where I'll tie in my MVB. Um, we've been complaining about the Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, White Sox, Chicago Fire for a long, long time. Um, but Chicago Sky keep winning. And they had another win, a buzzer-beater win this weekend. Corny VanderSloot, game-winning three. Um, They won 88-85. to They've been a wagon. I keep saying the word wagon. They've been very good for a long time. They obviously won the championship last year. They're just as good this year, if not better this year. Um, So we complain a lot about Chicago sports. Both the Chicago Sky and the Chicago Red Stars are very good teams. Um, So I just wanted to give them a shout-out because um, they are MVBs. They are good teams in Chicago. And we should be heading out to see them instead of the fucking bums on the South side or the bums in the United center, the bums at soldier field and all these other teams that don't deserve our money at this point.
0: Shout out to the um, ladies.
1: Yeah. So that's it. Those are, that was my MVB. My bum was the Supreme court. um, And then my second bum is myself. Um, I've had this story for like the last three weeks and I didn't want to bring it up. but I figured now's a good time as any. I'm old. I'm a dad. I thought I did something that I never thought was gonna happen.
0: I'm a Crocs guy now. All right. We, got, so next week, we well, we have our new our new bum, Peter's persona non, non grata now. We're gonna get a new new bum to join me and Johnny here every week. So we'll take applications. Maybe we can fill rotate Joey P in for a full time position now. I got charms on uh, my did Crocs you put, too. Did you
1: put stickers on yours? They're charms. I got a beer. A soccer oh ball. My uh, God. Mario. What else do I got? Charlie Brown. A pizza slice. What the fuck?
0: I'm a croc. You're no longer allowed to criticize me for my shitting next to my boss or anything. That's two
1: different things. Man, this, oh, this, no, man. this podcast went very silent when you I. You have charms
0: I, on your crocs, dude.
1: Well, good night, folks. We'll talk to you yeah. uh,
0: next week. <laughs> I don't know. How, I don't know how to end it. Record manage. scratch. Um, yeah. God damn it. We need to have. A, I'm gonna. We had to have an intervention now. Off. Offline here. <laughs> damn. I,
1: I didn't think. I didn't think it was going to be that bad of a story, but I guess so. Yeah. Fair I enough. I mean, All apparently, right. you,
0: apparently, you have turned into a 17 year old girl. So congratulations. If That's what you were going Joy for. Joy pieces. I'm at a loss.
1: Yeah.
2: What made yeah. you? So what, what hold on? What, what made you buy these? I, I don't like them. I I just they seem too fat for my my feet. I think they're just. I don't. I'm not donning on. anybody who wears them. I, I'm not. That's not I I agree with you. Dan. That's just my. I agree that's with you. Just my opinion.
1: But yeah. I, I, what made you buy these? They're great kid kid shoes. Obviously, you know, summertime. Yes. Yes. I've seen scarlet. Yes. Scarlet yes. Landon. We were at the outlet mall. Yeah, Scarlett needed a new pair of Crocs. She loves them. She puts her charms on them. Mm Lannon is a freaking one-year-old. We just need to put something on his feet. So we got a bunch of pairs, and they're on sale. So I'm like, fuck, I need a pair of slides. I'm not wearing them out. I'm not wearing them to Jewel. I did wear them driving on a road trip. You say that
0: now until you need to run out. You don't feel like changing shoes.
1: No, well, that's when I have my Nike slides, or I'll put some Yeezys on, or something. Like I have, I, I still, I'm still the same sneaker head. I'm still wearing my Jordans. I'm still wearing my Yeezys. It just, what, I bought new, a pair some of New Balances shoes, in your, right? in your future. Mm. There's some fire-ass New Balances, but no, I'm not there yet. Not, not the ones you're thinking of. You know what? I regret all of this. I want to delete this. We never edited a podcast. No, We're editing no, no, this I no, I want to wear Jordans from so, here on so, out. So,
2: Wait. So you just use it just to slide? That, that's it. it was yeah. Just I just, like
1: I like, wear my house shoes, in easy, like, like slippers. Okay. Like slippers. Okay. They're they're no different you than about you're about wearing, not wearing any.
0: Just walk around barefoot like a normal guy.
1: What do you mean? Like, what do you had, you go barefoot to go get the mail? No, I'll put sandals yeah, I on. But like walking yeah, around the house, the same I'll, thing. It's walking like around sandals. the house. Well, like in a, I'm in the ba- I'm in an unfinished basement right now. I'm not gonna wear be barefoot. Like this is all smoke and mirrors, man. Like this, this little, this little corner is all right. The rest of this is unfinished. I, I got to put the shoes on. You, my, you
0: my daughter the wears the show. same shoes
2: as well, too. So I'm not dogging anybody. Yeah, before, that's, so. that's
0: what I'm saying. Peter but, went back. He's a 17 yeah. year old girl now. I hope I hope you have fun at prom. That this this
1: <laughs> there's doctors, nurses, a lot of upstanding professions where cracks, not 17 year old girls. Not that there's anything have, wrong with that. you have charms on your shoes, dude. Dude, it's a beer and a pizza slice. That's me. <laughs> Wait, so you That's put me. those on there, right? You, so yes, we when we were at the crack store
0: Scarlett <laughs> was he able actively to take her chose charm. to say, give me those charms so I can put them on my shoes.
1: They were on sale. It was like buy 10, get five free. Scarlet had a shit ton. I'm like, let me grab some for myself. I got Super Mario, man. That guy's cool. When have you okay, ever said you anything are, bad about Super Mario? You are a man child. But then
2: again, so are we. We watch wrestling. We look at Star Wars. So we can't criticize. Yeah. The, so. the,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. The Orange I'm Cassidy end on that. fan that just talked about um, Darth Vader. I'm ending, in the, I'm ending the podcast on that. Watch out for our giveaway this week for the Lou Bob, Eloy Bobblehead. We have more details for our watch party on July 15th, and we will be back next week. Actually, no, we won't because of 4th July, so we'll be delayed a couple days for the 4th yeah, July so holiday. Tuesday. Yeah, so everybody have a safe 4th July weekend and a happy birthday to my beautiful fiancee whose birthday is on July 4th.
1: Oh,
2: happy birthday, Sarah.
0: America's birthday. That's right. And we'll catch you guys next
1: week. Happy birthday, Sarah. Good night, Joey. Yes, they are like Jack
2: Happy birthday.